Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Today, it might be a health issue that you're having 
uh, right now. It could be your phone, because come on, you know every like 10 seconds this thing is dinging and beeping and you're getting a notification about something. Even when you don't have your phone in your pocket, it's like, oh, I think something just vibrated, but nope, there's nothing there, right? You know, we've become so conditioned uh, to this device. That we, we hold on to so much. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's some drama at school teenagers, right? Come on, young adults. Maybe it's just the, the pressure uh, of trying to get the test done at, at college. Or, or maybe you changed your major for the fourth time. And you're, you're only like uh, halfway through the, the fall semester here. It's your freshman year. I don't know. Uh, or maybe you're farther along than that. But it, maybe it's your self-esteem. Maybe it's you see someone in the mirror there that, that you don't like. It could be a number of different things. Maybe it's the craziness that we have here in our world today. And there's all kinds of things tugging and, and, and trying to pull our attention away from what's important. Trying to pull our attention away from the most important thing. Some of it, it may be keeping you uh, up at night, keeping you from sleeping. For some of you, it might be keeping your focus off of the things that really need to be done. Maybe it's keeping you from being present with your family and your friends. Maybe it's affecting your relationship with God and doing the things that He's calling you to do. Maybe you go to sit down to pray and your, your thoughts are just distracting you. Maybe you're having a hard time trusting him and, and his word and obeying his word or having faith altogether no matter what is happening in your life. Distractions will keep you from going where God wants you to go. If we let them. There, there's things in this life, there's things that happen sometimes whether we allow them or not that pull our attention away from God and what he's wanting to do in our life. Distractions will keep you from going. Where God wants you to go. In this week's message, as we continue our series dealing with distractions, let's drown distractions. Come on, anybody, if you're tired of distractions drowning you, let's drown the distractions today. Can we do that, church? Come on, if you're with me, say amen, and let's drown uh, some distractions. Come on, turn to Matthew. Matthew, book of Matthew, very first book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 14, we're going to look at verses 22. Through 36, a very familiar passage, Jesus walking on water. If you know this story, you know that Peter is the only one that gets out of the boat. He steps out and Peter begins to walk on water and he becomes distracted. As you're turning there, right before this scene plays out, Jesus and the disciples, they had done this crazy miracle like that, that this feeding of, of the 5,000. You remember this kid is there. Jesus had been preaching a long time and, and the people got hungry. Jesus like, we need to feed these people. And, and the disciples like, man, all we got is this kid's like Long John Silver basket. We just got a few loaves of, of, of bread and, and a few fish. And Jesus, we don't have enough. There's a lot of people here today. And that stuff doesn't bother Jesus, right? This is a great illustration of what we give is, is blessed when we surrender to, to God, when we shrink to Jesus, redeem is blessed. And, and, and as soon as, as that, that offering, as soon as that food was given, it was blessed and multiplied. And there's a whole message right there in that as we learn about giving and being generous. But, but the young man gives up his lunch for that day, and the, the people had more than enough. The Bible says that they were full, and there was even leftovers. I love leftovers all there was leftovers there. And, and after everything was done, Jesus is like, yo, like, all right, we, we've got 
We've got some other things to do. This, this crowd is, is very big. There's a lot that can happen here. And so I'm going to go up to the mountain. I'm going to go pray. That was the rhythm of Jesus' life and that we should follow that model as well. There's sometimes we need to rest, but it's not just a nap that we need. It's time spent in the presence of God. Amen? And so Jesus goes up to the mountain to pray after a long day of ministry. And he sends the disciples out on a boat on the Sea of Galilee to go on to their next destination. So let's turn there, if you will, if you've got it already. Let's go to Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples go into the boat and go on ahead of them to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night... He was there alone, and the boat was already at considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. It is I. Don't be Afraid, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink, crying out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. And when they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of the place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all were touched and healed. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, I thank you that we can look to you. We can turn to you. We can be with you, God, even in the midst of the craziest situations in our life. God, help us today to, to not be distracted. There's things that are going to come at us from all different directions. There's things that are going to come into our mind. There's things that are going to come against us in, in our families and our purpose and the things that you have for us, God. There's, there's things that are going to come against us, Lord, and I pray that you would help us to not be distracted. No matter what, God, that our eyes would stay fixed on you, Jesus. Help us, God, to see you. Even through the winds and the waves and the storms of life, God, help us to see you and to stay fixed on you. In Jesus' name, amen. How many of you know that distractions in life are unavoidable? There's just some things that, that are going to happen uh, that are beyond our control. That, that life, life just happens. And if you haven't recognized that yet, just, just get ready and hold on because, uh, unfortunately, it's just a part of life. And, and I know we like to think that if we give our life to Jesus and we come to God, that everything is just going to be perfect. And if, you know what? Jesus is going to remove every storm in our life. And there's some times when he does, but there's some times when we go through some things. And Jesus doesn't take that storm out of our life. Sometimes we have to go through the storm. And it's a testing, it's a stretching of our faith that that the promise is, though, that Jesus is with us every step of the way. Amen? Come on, how many of you are thankful that Jesus is with us no matter what? Come on, you got to help me preach today, church. Because I feel like preaching. And if you'll let me, I believe God's going to do something amazing today. This account of Jesus 
walking on water is found in three out of the four Gospels. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And normally, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all have similar accounts. And John is usually some kind of uh, outlier. They're just different little details that you'll find in all of them. But this account is in Matthew, Mark, and John. And all of them have very similar stories, which are slightly different uh, details. So you've got different perspectives that are, are coming from these different guys. But they're all eyewitness accounts. In other words, they were there, right? And they all agree that they were up against the wind, right? I know we got some fishermen in the room. We got some people that like to go out on the boat. Now, they were in a ship, and I'm sorry, I couldn't get a ship in the room. That would have been awesome. But Pastor Trevor had a kayak, and so I said, you know what? That'll do. And so, so they're in this boat. Now, now, they didn't have some, you know, 150 Yamaha on the back of this ship, right? Uh, they were rowing. They were rowing the ship. They were, they were going in it. And I hope I don't fall over because that, that would make a very awesome moment, I guess. And then it's out there on the Sea of Galilee, right? And they're just all rowing together, right? They're all rowing. They didn't have cords and keyboards in the way. But, but they had wind. And they had waves. They were, I don't know if you've ever, even in a boat with a motor, Roger, you're going against the wind. It can be difficult, right? It can be different. And you can get in there and you can be going. And I don't know if you've ever been in a boat when the wind picks up. I don't know if you've ever been in a boat when the seas are rough. I've, I've never been in anything crazy, but two, four, five foot seas, it's going to knock you around, right? And these guys, they're, they're going at it. And they're, they're, they're going at it in the, in the water and they're, they're, they're just paddling away. And, uh, and, and for a while, they're paddling up against the wind and the waves and they're probably hitting those those waves and it's spraying all over them, right? And, and the wind's blowing, and, 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 and I'm sure if they're anything like me and you, that they get tired, right? That they've got to, the, the, the text doesn't tell us, it just says they're up against the wave. And I'm sure they get tired. Now, now, there's many times that we see in Scripture, these guys don't always get along, right? So I'm sure they're paddling, and tensions are getting hot, and I'm sure they're arguing with each other. Some of these guys are rough, they're fishermen, and they're slapping each other's head, like, you shut up, just keep rowing, you know, like... I'm sure all this kind of stuff, and now again, I'm not, I'm not trying to add to the text. I'm just thinking, like, if they're like me, like, I kind of know what's going on in this boat, you know? I've been with a couple of you in the boat before, and so I know, right? <laughs> right, Roger? I know. I know what's... Oh. <laughs> so, so, so they're rolling, and they're just going at it hard up against the wind and the waves. And i got to try to get out of this thing now. Uh, Trevor, I don't know how you get your tall, lanky self in and out of that thing. Here's the deal. We can allow the winds and waves of life to beat us up and to wear us out. Even knock us out sometimes and even leave us drowning. But guess what? We don't have to. You don't have to let those distractions keep you from everything that God had. You don't have to let those distractions keep you uh, from the most important things in your life. You don't have to let the distractions, the winds and the, the waves and the storms of life keep you from even encountering Jesus in the middle of the storm. Now the Sea of Galilee was well known for sudden storms that would pop up, right? It, 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 was, it was common and some of these guys, they, they've been around this area their whole life so they would have known that. But they're in the middle of the storm how you respond to distraction will determine whether you drown. So how you respond in, in a moment when, when something's coming at you. 
How do you respond when the enemy attacks? How do you respond when life's not perfect and, and it, not, it always isn't? You know, how do you respond in those moments will determine whether you drown? We can spend a lot of time and energy worrying and complaining about the distraction, or we can spend most of our attention on a solution. We can spend our attention on, hey, God, I'm struggling right now. God, I'm tired. I'm trying to row through these waves and these winds, but God, I just, I need you. We can spend our time praying through. We can spend our time coming up with a, a solution and, and working through. Or we can just spend our time just focused on, on the distraction. My son, I, I told you uh, for a while now, he's playing football, and I try my best to coach him, Todd. And I know you, you know this, and John, and I, I try to coach him. I try to help him because I see him sometimes. I see him get frustrated. And, and I'm like, come here, son. Like, like, let me help you. And immediately he goes to everything that's distracting him or holding him back. Oh, the refs are not fair. And he'll get mad at some refs. I don't know if he gets that from me from watching football or something. Those refs are stupid. That was not a penalty. It's never a penalty on him, right? That was a, they're just stupid. They kept us from winning. But that kid, he keeps holding me and I can't get around him. And, and, and so he, he just, that's where he let him focus on everything that's holding him back. And I'm trying, all right, all right, brother, I, I get that, man. I, well, let me help you. Let me, let me try to show you. Here's, here's some moves. Here's some things that you can do. And no, 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 I just can't. I can't. Uh, he's frustrated. He's mad. He don't want to listen. Stop, stop. Me and John saw him do that. Yeah, I was trying to tell him, he just stop, stop. He doesn't listen. All right, whatever. But sometimes that's us, right? When distractions come, the thing happens. Sometimes we focus so much on the distractions, we're not willing to listen to people. We're not willing to, to work our way out. We're not willing to listen to God or even seek Him in those moments. Come on. Let's just be honest. We're human, and there's some things that come against us. There's some distractions that happens in our life, and sometimes we get mad. Sometimes we get upset. Sometimes we get hurt. Sometimes we really go through it, and I don't even feel like praying sometimes. I know that's probably what you don't want to hear from your pastor, but it's the God's honest truth. Sometimes we just we don't feel like praying for it because we're we're dealing with it. And there's certainly times that, that we gotta stop and, and deal with it. But may we learn to seek God even in those moments where we don't feel it. May we learn to, to lean into God even more in those moments, even more in those storms of life. Don't blame the distraction, improve your focus. Don't sit there and just blame the distraction and oh everybody's against me, all this is up against me. And let's improve our focus. Oh, I was just, I was going to pray, but I just got so busy. No, improve your focus. Make prayer a priority in your life. Then you won't get so busy. Because it's busy. We've got stuff to do. Make prayer a priority over all that other stuff. Improve your focus. Oh, I was doing so good, and something happened, and, and you know, I just, I just gave up. No, improve your focus. Improve your focus in those, those things. I, man, our marriage was doing so well, and, and we quit talking, and we quit spending time together, and we quit praying together. Improve your focus. We, we were doing so good. We were coming to church, but, but then one week, you know, I just didn't feel like going, and then the next week, the, the kids didn't want to go, and then, then before I knew it, we just haven't been to church in like a month. No, improve your focus. Don't blame the distraction. Improve your focus. Sometimes... We do this stuff. Sometimes we drown in the distraction of what we don't know. And I think that's what happened to these guys out of this boat. The Bible says it was the fourth watch. This is somewhere between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. They've been rowing for a minute. They're going at it, right? It's, it's dark. They're hitting the winds and, and, and the waves. And again, I'm sure they were tired. And I'm sure they were ready to give up. 
again, I imagine the disciples are like many of us, and they're complaining, and they're, they're griping, right? What are we going to do, guys? Should we give up? Should we stop? If we stop, the wind's just going to blow us back, and then we, we, we're off or not, right? And then what about this? Because who was it with them? Who sent them out? Jesus. Where is Jesus? And many of us do that sometimes. Like, where, is, where is God? I don't feel him. Going through this thing, I, I feel really alone. Again, let's be honest, right? Where, where is Jesus? In, in Mark's account, it says that Jesus was on the shore watching them straining at the oars against the wind. I, I heard one pastor tell a story of where he was uh, he visited Israel and the tour guide took him up to the mountain that supposedly Jesus went up to pray and, and overlook the Sea of Galilee. So Jesus could see them out in this water. And he could see them straining against the wind with these oars. So he goes out to them. Listen, you might not feel like you, you can experience God in the middle of your storm. You might feel like there's some lonely times where it's like, where is God? I don't see him. I don't hear him. I don't feel him. Uh, he seems silent. But listen, you might not see Jesus, but he sees you. And I hope you can find some comfort in that today, that, that you are not alone, that God sees you. He sees our coming and our going. He knows everything about you. In fact, Jesus is the one that sent them out ahead, right? And, and so he sees you just because he's not there doesn't mean he doesn't see you. He saw them, saw them struggling. He saw them rowing up against the wind and the waves. He saw that they were having an issue there's some things that you're going to struggle with, and, and it's going to distract you from your purpose. It's going to distract you from God's plan, God's ways. Uh, there's going to be pain, and there's going to be hurt sometimes that are going to distract you. There's a mistake that maybe you made that's going to distract you. There, there's issues in the world right now, and it has been for some time that, that may be distracting you. I want you to know God is seeing you. He sees what you're up against. He sees the resistance that you are facing in your life today. He sees you. You're, you're trying to, to row through it. So Jesus went out to them, and Jesus will go out to you. He will meet you right in the middle of your storm. He meets these guys right in the middle of their struggle. We just got to learn to trust God's timing. This whole story is a matter of faith and trusting in God. Learn to trust God's timing. Jesus didn't get there before they struggled. Jesus didn't go out there and try to help them avoid the struggle. He sent them into it, right? Jesus didn't wait for the weather report and say, oh, you know, the seas are going to be, uh, you know, four to five to six feet, and, and the wind is going to be, you know, 15, 20 knots, and it's just going to be rough out there, y'all. Boys, I don't, I don't think we need to go out right now. There was no weather report, but Jesus is full of God, full of men, so... But he sent them out, and he didn't wait for the weather to die down. He, he sent them on ahead. And he met them in the middle of the struggle. In other words, he didn't remove the storm. He met them in the middle of it. And there's some things in our life that we're going to face that are distracting us. And God will meet you right in the middle of it. Exactly where you're going. We serve an on-time God. Anybody believe that? Today? And he will meet you right in the middle of things. So for these guys who are in it, they're paddling. They're, they're going hard at it. And the, the waves are crashing. And the wind is blowing. And they're struggling. And I'm sure they're tired and, and frustrated. The, the conditions were far from ideal. There's going to be a time coming for this particular group of guys. 
these disciples, there's going to be a time coming when Jesus dies and he rises again and he leaves the earth. And these guys are going to be left to build his church. And they're going to face great opposition. They're going to face great persecution. And the conditions are not going to be ideal. This whole thing is preparing them for what's ahead. Many of them are killed for what they do. Sometimes we want to avoid our struggles. Sometimes we want to escape them all. If I could just get, get out of this mess, I would, I would be okay. But the struggle sometimes that we go through, it shapes us, it stretches us, it strengthens us, if we will let it. Sometimes we want to avoid it. Sometimes we don't want to, we want to escape it. But, but sometimes it's necessary to strengthen our faith. We just got to learn to trust God's timing. I've been in a moment when it's rough before. It's not fun. You're bouncing around. I was just I was out uh, on a charter boat. Uh, I think it was last weekend. It's for my dad's birthday. So my sister, my dad, my uncle, we were on this boat, and the wind got picked up, and it got a little choppy. And and, and this guy's got a nice big boat, and we're just boom, boom. I'm, fine. I'm not saying that because I got white man booty, and I like which means I don't have one, so I had to stand up. It's like there's no pushing. I'm like yeah. boom, boom. So, I mean I got to stand up. Like I'm just gonna surf this thing. I think that. Because it got, it got a little rough. There's white caps everywhere. We ran through a little rainstorm. And I don't know if you've ever been on a boat when you're going through rain. It stings. They don't feel good. Right? So I understand about the conditions not being ideal. And the conditions weren't ideal for these disciples. It's hard not to get distracted in the middle of our struggles, right? It, it, it's hard not to be distracted when the wind and the waves of life are, are coming up against you and blowing against you. Sometimes all you can see are the wind and the waves. Sometimes all you can see is the storm that is ahead of you or even on you, right? And it can shake your faith. Sometimes the conditions in life aren't ideal. But guess what? Faith shouldn't be contingent on the conditions. It, it, we either trust God or we don't. And there's, I'm just, I'm just helping you out there. There's going to be some things that you go through. The thing that maybe you are going through right now, it is not going to kill you. But it might strengthen you and strengthen your faith. Trust in God. Trust in his timing today. Jesus doesn't come out to them and remove the storm. He meets them in the middle. He will do the same for you. Verse 25 through 29 says, Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. They thought it was a ghost. They said and cried out in fear, but Jesus immediately says to them, Take courage in his eye. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, Tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And Peter got out of the boat and walked out of the water and came to Jesus. And get that, like, even in the middle of the wind and the waves, Jesus says, Peter, come. Can you imagine how, like, Crazy and terrifying that might look. I mean, put yourself in Peter's shoes for a minute, Eddie. And, and it's like, Jesus, you want me to walk on this water? You want me to come to you? And the wind is waving. Oh, Jesus, why don't you just take the, the storm away? Jesus just wanted Peter to trust him. He says one word. He says, come. Even in the middle of the storm. In, in the distractions of life, we need to go in the direction of Jesus. No matter what comes our way, no matter how big the wind is, no matter how crazy the, the waves are, when we face distraction, when we face the storms of life, we just need to go in the direction of Jesus. And he's calling out to you and I today, no matter what you're dealing with right now, he's just saying, hey, come. There is an open invitation. 
to enjoy his presence, to take courage, to have some faith, and just come into the presence of the Lord. Jesus says, come. Come to me. No matter what, come. And for some of you, it's not just about going into his presence. For some of you, it's not just about being with Jesus. For some of us, it's, hey, forgive. Oh, but Pastor, you don't understand what they have done to me. Like, they don't deserve it. Guess what? You and I don't deserve it either, but Jesus forgives us. And sometimes coming to Jesus looks like, hey, we need to forgive. Sometimes it looks like, hey, we need to serve. You need to serve someone that needs you. You need to serve your family, serve your spouse. Sometimes it looks like serve. Sometimes it looks like love. Love those that are hard to love. Love those, love everybody. Love as you would like to be loved, right? Sometimes to come to Jesus, it's love. Sometimes it's obeying, doing what his word says, or doing what he tells you to do. Sometimes it looks like tithe. Really quiet. But sometimes it looks like, sometimes it looks like give. Sometimes it looks like, no, be patient. Come, come to Jesus. And Peter steps out. And Peter gets a bad rap because he does fail. But Peter's the only one that steps out of the boat. He's the only one that had any kind of faith. The rest of those jokers were just looking like, oh, it's good, it's good. <laughs> Peter's the only one. It took faith for him to do that. Now, I know he, he sinks, and we're going to look at that here in just a minute. But he's the only one that had any faith to step off. And he had the faith as long as his focus was where? Jesus. As long as his eyes were fixed on the Lord, he had faith. As long as we stay focused on Jesus, as long as we stay focused on God, his will, his ways, as long as we stay focused on his word, on his presence, on his goodness, on his grace, as long as I stay focused on Jesus, I can walk on water too. And Peter steps out and he's focused, and then he gets distracted. So I can, I can picture in my mind something like Peter, he steps out. And this is weird. Like he's used to stepping on something hard, right? And, and he steps out, and, and, and oh, Carly, I'm doing it. Like, walk on water. Oh, and then he goes and steps out, and he takes a, you know, he might be a little wobbly. And, and he takes the next step. Uh, and then here comes a wave. It's like, oh, gosh, go on. Yeah, Jesus, I'm good. And he, he takes a little bit of step on. And then the wind comes, and, it, and, and, and it's shaking. And then all of a sudden, it's like freak out mode. It's like, oh, gosh, you know, here comes another wave. Here comes another gust of wind. What a minute. And he begins to, he begins to sink. Distractions can affect our faith because they take our eyes off Jesus. We have, to, we have to know that. We have to recognize that and not allow it to shake us. And not, I know sometimes the storm in your life, it, it's big. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying. Sometimes the giants in our life are, are big, but they don't have to defeat you. And it's natural for us to take our eyes off of, of Jesus. I know when, when it seems like your marriage is over, you might sink a little bit. I know when, when the doctor's report comes back, you might sink a little bit. When the bills are piling up or, or when you're struggling with those thoughts that you just can't get out of. I know you might sink. I know when you're facing some tough decisions sometimes. I know I know you might, you might sink. When Peter began to sink. Took his eyes off Jesus for just a moment. That's all it took. Just a moment. And as he went down in the water, though, this is what I don't think a lot of people focus on. His eyes went where? They went back up. And he said, Lord, will you save me? Yes, yes, he began to say, yes. 
you could call it a failure if you want. I don't, I don't look at it as I look at that. Yeah, he took his eyes off the moment, but he looked right back up. He knew where to look. He knew where his help comes from. He knew who could save him. And he looked at it and said, Lord, will you save me? And Jesus was close enough there to pull him back up. Maybe the key to defeating distractions in their life is just to keep Jesus as close as possible. Jesus was close enough to pull him back up. His eyes were off for just a second. And then back up and Jesus rescued him. Man, I, I'm hoping, man, that this, this next thing really speaks to you. Because, man, when God spoke it to me, it just it blessed me. And, 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 and this, I believe this is powerful. And I believe you can get some help from this. The, the very thing that Peter sank in, guess what? Jesus walked on. The very thing that, that, that began to, to sink Peter, Jesus walked on. So maybe, maybe you don't get that just yet. Maybe it looks like this. The devil may be coming against you. He may be attacking you. He may be trying to get in your head. He may be attacking your family. But guess what? Jesus has crushed his head. The very thing that Peter sank in, Jesus has walked on. The very thing that you might sink in, Jesus has overcome and walked on. The storms of life may be coming against you in the winds and the waves. And they may be pounding. But guess what Jesus said to the storm one time? He said, what? Peace be. And he'll say the same thing to the storms in your life. The very thing that will try to sink you, Jesus has walked on. Sin may separate us from God, but Jesus died on a cross. And rose again, the very thing that may try to sink us and take us out and separate us from God's sin, Jesus has overcome. Come on, I don't know if that gets to you like it has me this week, but Jesus, may God just wrecked me with that this week. The very thing that Peter's sinking, Jesus walked on. Come on, worship team, will you come on? Jesus was in town. So 
So he's out. She's trying to get to him, and the crowd is great. There's lots of people around. She said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I can be healed. And she's pushing. So she could easily say, like, I can't get to him. He's too far away. There's too many people. But no, she pushed past all the distraction, Carly. And she pushed back all the people. And she got, she said, because like, I, I need it, and I need him. And Jesus is the answer. He's the way. And she reaches out, and she touches Jesus, and she's healed. And Jesus never even saw her. There was no altar call. There's no oil. There was no laying on hands, right? It was her faith. And Jesus tells her, he says, daughter, your faith has made you healed. What about blind Bartimaeus? Y'all remember that story? Blind Bartimaeus is out on the road, as was his custom, begging. And he heard Jesus was walking by. And he, he knew that, man, that's my, that's my it. That's it. That's my answer. Like, and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me, Rabbi. I want to see. And even though he physically couldn't see, he could see with faith. And Jesus said, your faith has healed you. There was a centurion that had a servant who was paralyzed, who was suffering. He comes to Jesus and he said, tells Jesus the story. He said, my, my servant is suffering, needs a healing. And Jesus said, should I go to him and heal him? He says, no, you just say the word. And Jesus was amazed. He said, there's no one in Israel who has faith like you.
Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.